great future. We're talking real money. Yes, indeed. That is our goal. Our goal is to talk about real money with you and anyone else you know who you might drag over to listen to the radio today, Saturday, Talking Real Money Day. I'm Don McDonald, and surprisingly, uh, he's still fully functional from the raging party that's been going on for the past 24 hours in the smoke of Lake Chelan. Mr. Thomas Seacock is still sitting up and taking nourishment and actually going to try to be a co-host on today's program. I'm amazed. And I am looking forward to it. Yeah, the crazy party with those uh, grandsons that are, you know, all under the age of five. The I heard that well, never I, ends until we were, like eight o'clock. When we were starting out before the show, I heard all like the <laughs> dance music by the pool and stuff. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what are they making margaritas and uh, might be jumping they in might the... very well be. So we'll see. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Great to be here. Glad I was able to be on the show. And yeah, outside, not that great because it's cloudy and a mere 72 un. Chelan-like degrees. Let's that just put it that way. That is not Chelan-like. How is the smoke no, though from not. the the gigantic you know, the fire? Kind of gone. The smoke's been the smoke's been a hit or miss kind of thing. Uh, you know, we arrived last Sunday and basically it was the fire started literally within ten minutes of us getting. All the phones got an alert. Literally, we sat down and the fire's on the other side of the lake. But it's been kind of off and on. Uh, so, so I think the fire's still there, but smoke comes in, smoke goes away. It's actually kind of a good thing that we're getting used to masks in America because apparently anyone who wants to take a vacation in the western U.S. <laughs> needs to probably take theirs with them. Mask up. Yeah, yeah you'll be okay. For the, for the smoke. Hey, everybody, welcome to the program. I'm Don. That's Tom. Um, the show's called Talking Real Money because we, you know, you know, you know what we do. We, we talk about money. Uh, and you are absolutely invited to share your ideas, to comment on stuff we talk about, or to ask us a very important question about your future. Because if it's about your future, we believe it's important even if Tom does get a bit curmudgeonly about the long ones. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. You did get curmudgeonly about the long ones. Oh, and you're just going to throw me under the lady of the lake for that, aren't you? Okay, fine. <laughs> well enough. I'll handle it. I take it as it is. Good. good Wait, good, I throw you under the lady of the lake. Isn't that called keel hauling? Yeah. <laughs> I think it is, and I'm not feeling so good after that either. All right, so give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So, Tom, what is the right amount of money to have when you get to retirement? How much money do you need to have saved and invested to be comfortable in retirement? This is one of those things that drives me nuts because there's a certain um, advisor that advertises every day about having half a million dollars for retirement. If you have half a million, call us. If you have half a million, it might or might not be enough. There is no way of knowing anybody's situation well enough to know whether or not it's a hundred thousand, half a million, one million, two million, three million. It there isn't a number, period. Because you have other sources of income in retirement, right? Whether it's your social security, your spouse's social security, you could have a pension, you could have passive income i mean there could be all kinds of other things <laughs> that uh that you could have that uh might supply some of the money so it, it, there isn't a number but i will say this i this is after and i've said this before after age 50 you should be at least exploring what the number might be right and let me give you an example because the half a million this is don brings this up because 
that number somehow is bandied about like that's a number that you should pay attention to. I don't think you should, but let's just assume you did have half a million and you decided to retire. Here's the part you need to think about you because if you have other benefits, just for an example, if you had a social security benefit of $30,000 a year and your significant other had one of 20, that's 50, right? And then you had the half a million in a IRA or several IRAs or whatever it is. You could draw on that savings to the tune safely somewhere around 4%. So now you're adding in 20,000 right? of half a million. Yeah, maybe even 5%. So let's just, but let's just say for sake of argument, it's four. Now you've got the 30,000 from social security, 20,000 from social security and the draw from the retirement savings you have. That gives you $70,000 a year. The question is, can you live on $70,000 a year? I don't know. In the Seattle we metro area. And again, mm. so, well, it, it, if, if you're housing, if you've either, paid down your mortgage a lot or you live inexpensively. I mean, housing is a major expense, right? For most people, especially now. So there isn't really a number per se, but you should have a plan. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The plan is what makes this important. You got to know how much you're going to need. And the sooner you start trying to figure that out, the better off you're going to be and the closer you'll probably get to that number. But you need to work on it earlier rather than later. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. The Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest <laughs> Samite. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the Lady of the Lake. I was Lake trying there. to find that poem, but I, no, I couldn't no, find it. That's the, that's from. It, it's not a poem. That's from Python. Yeah, but it's. it's I thought it was. It was like a. Yeah, it's, it's I got it right here. It's a, I don't know. Held aloft the Lady Excalibur the Lake. from the bosom of the water, oh, there you go. signifying by yeah. divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. I, well, and I, I, I like the response. Isn't it something like? Put a base rule on some aquatic yeah. ceremony. I mean, uh, I always thought that was funny. Strange funny. women lying in ponds distributing swords <laughs> is no right. basis for a system of government. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. Hey, um, well, by the way. it is. I don't know. Maybe we should go back to that. I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't want you all to feel bad if you have less. Those of you who have less than half a million dollars. Don't feel bad. Because according to U.S. News and World Report, the average savings for somebody over 65 in this country is about $217,000. So if you're around there, you can make a go of it. I mean, there's, yeah. And, and I think, although this week I think was the all time high for savings in 401ks, I read. So the numbers have been going up. 855. Because the market's been going up. Yeah. 855 935 Talk is our telephone number. That's 855 935 8255. And Jeff, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Yeah, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Longtime listener. Um, this one's kind of a cultural money question. And I mean, you've probably had many, many thousands of hours of talking and interacting with people. I just wanted your opinion on this question. And the question is why do we have a financial literacy epidemic in the United States. You mean a financial Why illiteracy e- epidemic? Yeah, illiteracy or literacy? Financial education. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Don, you can go first if you want. I'll, I'll give you my opinion. Um, I believe it's in large part because 
the the process of financial education has been left to the businesses that make a lot of money from financial education. What little financial education is done in schools usually consists of, and this is the extent of it, playing the stock market game, which I think yeah, encourages I, I, a higher degree of financial illiteracy, stupidity. It actually, it's like saying, well, we're in addition to that, we're also, for you know, to be fair, we're going to have a blackjack course, too. Which we will be offering in the second half of the show. You know, here's the thing, Jeff, for me. Number one, I think families don't do it, and I think they should. They should talk about money. When I grew up, and I grew up with educated parents, very educated, the money was something you just didn't you talk about. Know. Because that's, you push that away because that's, that's kind of gauche. It's kind of, you don't bring up money. It's not right. Number two, the educational system, which used to 40 years ago have some, a little bit of teaching about money. Remember, there used to be some, I think they called it home ec, right, about budgeting. There were some things there. That's all yeah, completely gone. Yeah, boys would never go to home ec back I, in the I, day. I get that. Never. I get that. But there was at least something that was offered. And here's the thing. At higher education, and I've seen this, higher education is either – you're learning how to become a hedge fund manager. They're, mm-hmm. they're teaching you derivatives and all kinds of stuff that people do not need, or you get nothing. There really is no like basics. And, and just to brag a little bit, I'll be going and doing my 10, 10 steps for 10 financial steps to take before you're 22 at a local uh, university here in the Seattle area this fall, because I think people just need to. I actually, I things. actually for a minute thought Jeff was a setup for that when he said that. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> What a coincidence. Tom is going to start teaching a class on this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think you hit the. Thank, I think you hit the right word. I think it is cultural because I think people don't discuss it around the house. And then where do you learn it? You learn it through either the internet, you learn it through TV, you learn, and that really, frankly, is. I hate to use the term, but I will, investment pornography. It's meant to excite, not really educate. And I think the, honestly, the answer is, uh, Every parent in America needs to get a smart speaker of some point, and after their children go to bed, turn on Talking Real Money on low, really, really quietly, so subliminally. <laughs> like learning Spanish or yeah, something? Yeah, subliminally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a great question. Anyway, Thank you, Jeff. I really I, call, guys. Yeah. I just want to let the yeah. audience know I took one uh, personal finance class at a junior college in 96, and it was very transformative for me. So. They're just Good. and and it should the the thing is is that senior year of high school or freshman year of college probably senior year of high or school this should be required capstone course for seniors in college I've always said that like the, here are the ten things walking out the door yeah, you're going but, into the job market you got to save something it's the easy thing but still to do. about you know a, a close to a half of the population either does junior college or no college and therefore yeah. to give to give that just that basic class that ten things you need to knew, know before mm-hmm. you go out into the world that you know talk about credit card and debt talk about investing in what it is not because we talk far too much about about what Wall Street wants you to think it is, and we need to talk more about what it is not. It is not gambling. It is not dangerous. It has to be uh, planned. It's not picking hot stuff. So we need to get that out somehow. I don't know how to do it. Um, we'll keep working on it. You know, I mean, it, again, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the call. By the way, I asked my daughter today what should be the first thing. Thank you again. What the first thing people should learn, because I was working on my course, and she said, open a Roth IRA. I was like, wow, well, wait I really a taught minute. you well. You taught her well because she that has one. Good. 
Yeah, she does. <laughs> but then and she said, oh, the other part is put some money in it. Because oh. <laughs> just opening it really doesn't. <laughs> you feel good. I got this I got this Roth Ira Primer retirement. Well, How yeah, old's your you daughter gotta, now? No, she's in her mid-30s, so we'll just leave it at that. Oh, is this a mid-30s daughter? Oh, this is yeah, the wrong the daughter. daughter. Oh, I thought you were talking about the younger oh, the daughter. Oh, the other one. Who has I, a Roth I IRA. You know, maybe during the next commercial break, I will ask her. What yeah, how old think, is she? You know, she's like she thinks I should tell 13? 13, yeah, 13. Perfect so age to ask. Her. Yeah, perfect age. Yeah. Let's find it out is. where. Yeah. Let's find out how much she paid attention. Indeed. Uh, I bet not much. 855. <laughs> she's 13. Come on. Thanks a lot. How yeah, much no. attention well, do you pay listened, to your dad? She just... Yeah. You, pay, you may have listened and then said, I'm not listening to anything. I'm not internalizing are, anything. Are you on Instagram it, yeah. or TikTok? Then no. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe sorry. that's what we need to do. Darn it. Maybe we need to do like weird financial dancing on TikTok. Oh, you could not dance. You could not rap singing. again, Tom. <laughs> oh, I think that one rap has been buried somewhere out in the desert appropriately, too. So 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. We've got lines open for your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, your comments about money and investing and the reality of it, because the reality really should be far different. I, I, we can't say this enough than what we perceive it to be. There are financial and investing reality in America and really around the world is is faulty. It's it's skewed by by stupidity from people who sell stuff. And if you can wean yourself from Wall Street's bad advice, you will probably be a whole lot wealthier, and it's a lot easier than you might think. So call us anytime, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and we're going to try and help you make the money you need to live a much better life. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yep. Two old guys hanging out talking about money. <laughs> How much more exciting does life get on a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, isn't there a nice NFL preseason I, I, game you can tune into there, instead? There is wow, actually exciting three, da- three, three downs to pay attention to, and then yeah. that'll be that. And that's so about right. It's the first three minutes of the game, and then you're that's done. About it, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna put in all of those guys who are gonna be cut in a week. Yeah, they're, I, but they get to wear the uniform for a couple more days, and then they can have their picture taken. Oh, look, I was on the sideline hey, once. Hey, exciting. gives them something to sell on eBay later. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Call us. We'll talk about your money matters because they do matter to you. They get to keep the jersey, right? Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I was laughing because we're going to talk later about passive income, another source, another of, source passive of income. Passive income. That, and your, That'll, that and your lawnmower, you're going to be in good shape. That passive income will be in the next hour oh, gosh. on many of yeah, these Talking Real Money stations. <laughs> exactly, if you can find them. Or, or in the next podcast on all of these non-radio stations. All right, um, 855-935-TALK. You can call in your questions, and you can call them in 24-7. You can also, when the website is working, when Squarespace isn't broken, Squarespace, uh, mm. you can also send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com, Squarespace. I've been down like half the day today. I'm not happy with them. 
Um, not happy at all. Uh, so we, you can you can record your questions. It's kind of cool. You can record them on the website using your computer microphone. And people who have a good computer microphone actually sound pretty good like this. Hi, Tom and Don. This is Maz. Uh, first, thank you for your show and podcast. It's very informative for people like me who are learning to invest. I have a question about the taxation of ETFs and the mutual funds and how they differ and what are the main differences uh, and why the ETFs are better uh, tax-wise compared to mutual funds and index funds. Thank you. Oh, you could do that was not a long question. And I'm no, telling you that's we better were, than your normal run on we were, ones you give we, me. We uh, were talking about baseball earlier and and that is a mm. that is a softball. That is so soft. Well, but let's go back. I mean, first of all, anytime you own an index mutual fund, it's relatively tax efficient because they're not doing a lot of buying and selling inside the fund, right? You own the securities you own. So it's relatively tax efficient, but you can be a little better by using uh, the exchange traded fund, which is similar to a mutual fund, except you can trade them during the day like stocks. That said, you really the tax efficiency is better in an ETF instead of a mutual fund because because they have don't have to distribute to have capital gains when they realize them. Correct. Yeah, I had right, my mic exactly. off for a minute. That's why I was. Slow. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. It, so it is a little bit better. I mean, and frankly, if you're going to own them in a taxable account, I would. If and if I was just buying something today, I'd rather buy the ETF. Now we have from time to time going back a few years have been hesitant about advising you to use exchange traded funds because of the flash crash and other a couple other incidents where the people that make the markets didn't step in well we just wanted to we wanted them proven out a little bit longer correct we're 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 old guys you gotta you know you better show us (laughs) take your time exactly so but we we recommend them now we use uh, the vanguard etfs we use a fund family called avantis as well so we're believers in exchange traded funds so yeah i mean i think if you're just setting out and buying them today in a taxable account, I'd rather use the ETFs. By the way, they're generally cheaper, and they generally trade – not generally. They trade free. You don't pay any Right, they, and that's one of them. the nicest things yeah. uh, because if you went to Schwab and you tried to buy a, or a Vanguard fund, you're going to pay a yep. transaction fee. But if you buy a Vanguard ETF, you don't pay anything. Yeah, so you get them without paying anything. You get them generally a lower expense ratio. That's how much they're charging you to operate the fund. And as Don said, they're advantageous in terms of the capital gains treatment. So, yeah, I think they're they're probably a better option for most people. Sure. But it's not dramatic. No, And that's not. one of the things about I, – I, you need to understand that the things that we talk about, the, the simple, sensible, academically, evidence-based ideas we share with you – are all little incremental increases. It's a little here and a little there. It's We're never about making a big killing on any one thing. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. You know, Tom had an interesting thought. His first one in, I think, three months. I'm not, not that I'm counting. Well, it's not three years. No, three months. That's not bad. That's pretty good considering how old you're getting. Uh, And the idea was what? Because remember early in the show, if you've been listening for the whole show, which of course you should, you should never leave during the course of the two hours we're on Como. Please just stay there. Sit in your car. Just sit in the driveway. Don't get out. 
Um, anyway, the question was posed to us. To what do we attribute the lack of financial literacy in America? And it's a great question. And so if, if you have an opinion or a thought that we missed, we like to share here on the show. It's sharing and caring. 855-935-TALK. I thought they told you no more silly voices. There's a review up that there was somewhere just that told you to one that grumpy up. person. That's true, by the way. If you, I took time this week to look through all the positive ones to feel better about myself. And there are a lot of positive reviews. So We correct. have two one-star reviews. Yeah, one true. from the guy who didn't like my voices and one from the 22-year-old Marxist. So I assume one of those is my ex-wife too. So it's probably she legit. was probably the two-star yeah. one. I think you know she gave you a little probably credit because you spent a couple of years with her. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Call us right now before Tom has another idea. Brian, welcome to the program. Hi, Don. Hi, Brian. Thank you, Tom and Don. You guys are incredible, and I just wanted to first say I've been listening now for about two to three. Months I haven't missed an episode. I found out about you guys because of the Paul Merriman team up, and I just want to say you guys bring a really, really fresh and magnetizing energy to this financial education space, and I'm very grateful. Wow, go to go to Apple Podcasts and write that down in a review. <laughs> that was really I good. Magnetiz- <laughs> I like that a the lot. The magnetizing <laughs> magnetizing has something to do with the plate in the back of Don's head, but we'll leave it at that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I wanted to call today to ask, um, actually, Don, a question. Okay. Uh, first of all, I scored an 89 on the risk quiz. Whoa. And I've Whoa, been that's a high score. Now and, well, I, you know, I'm a businessman. I've been doing it since I was 19. I, I know about losing money and getting it back. And that's what the market tends to do. And it, unless it's something like Japan here in America, it seems like it will come back every time it dips after a couple years, mm-hmm. uh, if not a couple months. So that's my question about what I wanted to ask Don. He, he mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, that he was 100% equities until about age 60. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find out more about Don's glide path without asking too much personal info. <laughs> what is your philosophy on this? Uh, his glide path is very similar. <laughs> yeah, his glide path is very similar to the, to the rockets that don't launch. It goes up and then shh. Straight yeah, back really, down really similar Kaboom. to a lot of the early V2s in Germany. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. And maybe Atlas. You Landed know, in the like channel. That. You're seeing them um, up for about, and then back into the thing. <laughs> okay. It's over. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, awesome actually, actually I, I really didn't. I, I've never been a glide pather. I really, mm-hmm. when, when I got into my 60s and I started looking forward, I just sat down and, and started to calculate how much am I personally going to feel comfortable losing in a declining market? And while before I was 60, the answer was, I can stand 50. The answer then became, by the time I'm 65, it's probably going to be more like 30 uh, before I start freaking out. I really literally just think about it in terms of, I've got a million dollars. If 300000 goes away, how do I feel? And I didn't feel good at a half a million anymore. I just didn't feel good. So that's when I went to, and it was really right, probably about 62 that I went to 3070. And I think I still sit at about 30. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, 70, 30. I I sit at about 70, 30 right now. About 70 equities, 30% bonds. um, And that's comfortable for me. How old are you, Brian? Hey, I'm 37. And I just started getting into this stuff late. This year is when I found... Paul and then you guys and I read Larry's books and 
That goes back to Good your you. question earlier about why isn't this stuff taught earlier? Or how come more Americans don't know? I don't know, yeah. but thank you guys for trying to bridge that horrible gap. Thank you. And it is a horrible gap. You're absolutely right. It is appalling how badly people invest in this country. And I really still throw a huge, huge amount of the blame on the brokerage industry, on the insurance industry, and on the media, on the financial media. I think they do a horrific job of separating the wheat from the chaff. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back. I'm Don. That's Tom at Lake Chelan in Washington on the last day of his vacation. You know, I'm one of those guys, though, that I get to the last day. I'm ready to go home and do something right. else. No it's funny because you, you do. I, You're I like looking forward to mowing the lawn. I know. It's a weird thing. But it is, my daughter reminded me today. She said, don't be like a normal, like throw everything. Get, go, 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 go. Just take it easy. It's the end. Of, anyway. So Which daughter? I'm not good at this. Uh, the eldest. Okay. Pardon me. The, okay. Yes, so the, the the younger one. The thirteen year old. She doesn't care. Me out yet, she doesn't care she that much. She doesn't care. That's a good point. Twenty That's years, she'll care again. Eight five five. Yeah, she she cared when she was younger. It's just she's a teenager. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Richard. You're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Uh, hi there. We are, sir. Thanks for yes. calling. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. I'm a sixty-two and a half. Uh, I work for a large aircraft manufacturing company here in uh, Puget Sound. Airbus? And, uh, oh, wait, no, no, not that yeah. one, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Mm, we've heard of them. Yeah. And so I'm, uh, I'm contemplating uh, retiring in 12 months, uh, but I only have about, I have about a little over 700000 in my, uh, uh, my plan through work. And some people are telling me to pull it out of the high-risk stuff and Right now, I'm kind of nervous because it, I'm making a lot of money on those, like your S&P and stuff. And I'm, I'm well diverse in it, but I'm afraid that, you know, put it all on a safe account that only makes 1%. Well, okay, well, let's step back. Um, so $700,000 in the VIP. Uh, oh, pardon me. I hope I didn't give, uh, give away your current employer. Uh, so, I mean, the th- thing is, <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody could guess who the who the major yeah. air, aircraft manufacturer aircraft, might uh, be. No, I, I don't. <laughs> No, that's a good one. Uh, so, but here's the thing. I mean, as, at 62 and a half, you should know the rate of return you need to make on the money to finance your retirement. I mean, are you pension eligible as well? Uh, yes. Okay. So you're going to get a pension. You're going to get Social Security. Those are two yep. numbers. I mean, I would add those together yep. first to see that's a certain amount of income. And then the 700000 because we t- 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 touched on this at the beginning of the show a little bit, the 700000 would supply the rest of the income you need to sustain your lifestyle. So then if you knew that, I, look, I only need yeah. to take out, you know, 1% or 2%, and I don't like the risk of the market, well, then you would be somewhat conservative. But if you need said, I got to make... I got to take out four or five percent of that. Then you're going to have to have a little bit more exposed to stocks. But there's some balance there. It's not yeah. one or the other either, because you're kind of yeah. acting like I'll put it all in the stable value or I'll put it all in the S and P 500. Nah, you should be somewhere in between, especially in your 60s. Don and I mentioned that we are still aggressive, but we're going to work for a number of years. 
And even if we quit working, I'll still be aggressive. So, again, I would know that number first, Richard. I would find out what rate of return I need to make on the money to, to, to take the money out. That would be the starting place instead of it feels risky because I'm retiring in 12 months. Made, Don't expect made, 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 made yeah. Made. Please do not expect that going forward. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, no, I, I know. I've been in this a long time. So, yeah, I, I, I know where it goes up and down. So, yeah, I was just a little nervous. I'm, uh, some advisors are saying take it out of my, okay. my risk. This is, what, this, is what, this is what you have to avoid. This is the mistake part of investing that people make is listening to the, quote, experts. These experts know nothing. Yeah. Let me, let me just give you a little example yeah. of how little they know. Since 2009, the experts, the biggest bond and interest rate experts, economists and the like, the vast majority of them, to the tune of about 90% of them, have been saying that interest rates will rise in the not-too-distant future. From 2009 to 2021, how do you find not-too-distant because even in 2021, when in 2020 people said they cannot go any lower than this, they cannot, in 2021, rates have actually gone down. And the people that talk about stocks have been telling you for several years, because we've been at new market highs, that the stock market has to go down. Tune all of that out. Decide, again, what rate of return you need to make on the money, how much you're going to need to take out, and forget about all of the information. And there's a lot of it that is going to come at you and tell you what you need to do with your money. That really is not of any value to you and your future. Ignore yeah. the noise. Yeah. Ign- yeah, I have other investments, and I think I'm doing okay. The, the th- best thing I can tell you to do, go take our risk quiz, make sure that it's appropriate for risk, your risk tolerance. As Tom said, figure out how much yeah. you need it to make for you, then don't be any more aggressive than that. And finally, the best advice I can give anybody is to read and listen and watch less financial media. Less Period. is better. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I, I've listened to that advice from you guys for a long time, and it's worked. Yeah, and it will continue Thanks, to work because yeah. these guys are out there trying to make you do something. They need yeah. you to do something to get rich on your money, and and you can't let them. Yes. Thanks, Richard. No. Thank you very much. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Will, it's your turn now. Welcome, welcome to Talking Real Money. I can say it. Hey, Will. Will? Will. Will it be or not be? Where, the, where there's a will, there's no way. There's no will. I have to work on my will. My wife keeps okay. telling me I got to update my will. I guess. Yeah, it didn't work no out. Thrill. That will didn't no get updated. No thrill with this will. I'm oh, sorry about how, that. How much time do we have? Do we have time yeah. for you to read a quick question? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we got about uh, what three minutes, something like that. Mm, I don't not know. Really, but okay. This is a quick are. one. You can do this fast. Right. It's about Avantis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, yep. I've been listening to you both for a while. I'm a big fan. After your podcast and my own research, I would like you two to please give my portfolio your two cents, if you will. It's composed of these ETFs: 24% Avantis Small Cap Value (ABUV), 23% mm-hmm. Avantis U.S. Equity (AVUS), 23% Vanguard Small Cap Blend (VO), 20% Avantis Avantis International Small Cap Value (AVDV), and 10% Avantis Emerging Markets (AVEM). To me. 
it's the total U.S. market with a small value tilt and a 30% international component. I'm 30. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's about half in small. That's a pretty hefty amount because if you're in the AVUV, which is U.S. small cap value, and then you're in Vanguard small, you're overweighted. No, he's in Vanguard mid. Oh, okay. He's in Avantis international small value. And, and Avantis U.S. small value. Avantis U.S. is... AVUS. AVUV is an AVUV, 24%. Yep. AVUS, which is large, yep. 23%. Uh-huh. So he does then, have a mid to small, huge mid to small tilt. That's too I'm much. I'm not sure why the 23% in the Vanguard mid cap. Yeah. I, I would have known that. I would be very tempted to take that piece and put it in VT. Or, to up your or, international exposure and your larger cap international exposure. Yeah, or you or go to a find a, the Vanguard uh, large value might be better because, no, because that gives you a little so more exposure value to value. Tilted. Yeah, I mean, again, this I don't understand the, how you design that. The, you have the right amount in emerging markets because they yeah. make up about ten percent of the globe. That's and good. you have zero too much. You have zero international large cap. Zero. Good point. Yeah. So, so maybe developed markets or, or something. Yeah, kind of, I was going to yeah. say the 25% or the 23% in the mid cap, maybe that should just go into a developed market uh, index fund as opposed to uh, the, the mid cap blend. You need more international. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. During the course of the show, we can provide you with little snippets of help, specific bits of information, but we do have a time limit. We can't spend the whole hour talking about one financial issue or we would get canceled because it would just be too boring but we can be really boring in a meeting with one of our advisors it can we can take a lot of time up to an hour to try to help you determine if you've got the right portfolio to try and help you create a simple plan to understand some of the things that are going on with the advice you're getting and we'll do it for free For nothing, no obligation, and no high-pressure sales pitch, we promise. Just go to Vestory.com. That's the name of our firm, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Set up an appointment, and we'll talk with you. Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.